This is Jerry Farney from jerryfarney.com with another jerryfarney.com podcast, bringing you episode 11. Welcome to the show. So today uh, I'm going to be taking a look at an article, and the article was in uh, AJHP February of 2016. I'll put a link to the article in the show notes. Uh, the title of the article is Implementation and Evaluation of a Gravimetric IV Workflow Software System in an Oncology Ambulatory Care Pharmacy. What made me think of this article, I'd actually read this article a few weeks ago, but a colleague on Twitter had asked if I'd read the article and what my opinion was on it. And uh, overall, a uh, pretty interesting article, uh, a good read. Uh, before we get into the article details, though, uh, I'd like to cover a few things. The article basically about Cato, the semi-automated workflow management system, and how that product is used at MD Anderson. I've seen BD Cato in action when uh, Mark Neuchwander and I were writing uh, in the clean room. One of the things we uh, made a point of doing is going out and getting a first-hand look at all of these systems, and BD Cato was one of those systems. So we actually traveled uh, to MD Anderson to take a look at it. And uh, the reason we went to MD Anderson is because it was a BD Cato customer site. The other thing is uh, MD Anderson specializes in oncology, and we thought it would be a, a great opportunity just to, to see MD Anderson in action. As I mentioned, it's important to note that MD Anderson specializes in chemotherapy, and they're really, really good at it. Um, they were using Gravimetrics prior to implementing BD Cato. So they had a good understanding of uh, Gravimetrics. They understood the value of Gravimetrics. So using a scale in the hood was nothing new for them. That The technicians were obviously very, very comfortable using it, and the pharmacists were very comfortable with the results that they were getting from the scale. The other thing to note is that MD Anderson has a really good process for making chemotherapy. They've really gone out of their way to streamline their workflow, uh, and I would encourage anybody uh, who has a large oncology practice uh, to go visit MD Anderson if, if they can and take a look at it because they're they're really good at it. They really have it down. My visit to MD Anderson was where I had my aha moment about Gravimetrics. Prior to going to MD Anderson, uh, I wasn't completely sold on Gravimetrics eh, because I'm a pharmacist, right? And uh, I had some things ingrained in my mind and I was living in dogma and living in the past. And I thought that, you know, uh, photos of the process was the best way to approach it. But as it turns out, Gravimetrics is, is really, really good. And once you see Gravimetrics in action, you start to wonder, if you have Gravimetrics, why do you even need the photos? So there's a lot of things to talk about there, a lot of things to discuss, but that's really not what this particular podcast is about. What it's about is uh, basically taking a look uh, at the article itself and, um, you know, see what it has to say. So anyway, a couple things that were very interesting about the article is... Um, MD Anderson did an FMEA, a failure modes and effects analysis. I've been involved with one of these in the past, and I can tell you they're fantastic. They're underutilized, and everybody should do these when they take a look at any process that they have in the hospital. And anytime they add automation to a process, they should definitely consider doing an FMEA. What an FMEA does is it forces you to break down your workflow into very discrete components. I mean, literally step by step. 
And what you do is you go back and you analyze each step and you look for potential errors. This is, uh, this is a proactive approach to finding errors in your system. So it's basically a risk assessment tool. And what you do is you, you go through the process and you find where you can have any kind of potential error. So, you know, your whole job of, of compounding in the clean room is to find uh, is to get the right drug, uh, uh, the right diluent, the right final container uh, in the right amount and then put the right label on it and deliver it to the right patient. I mean, that's a very simplified view of the whole process. But in each one of those steps, you break it down into all of its different components and you say to yourself or your group, where can an error occur and what exactly does that error look like? Some of the errors are going to be huge. You know, you, you get the wrong drug for interthecal administration and you potentially kill a patient. That, that's, that's devastating. So that is something that would get a very high grade. Then again, maybe you, you find an error where a technician can use the wrong diluent for a product. And as it turns out that the diluent they use, whether let's say it's D5 sterile water, normal saline, it doesn't matter. The product is sterile and, and there's no, no detrimental effects to the patient. So that has actually a very uh, low score. And you rank all of these errors based on their score. And then you decide that, you know, which ones are worth tackling. Some errors have a tremendously high score and they're low hanging fruit. You know, for example, using barcode scanning to make sure you get the correct drug. That to me is a, a no brainer, right? But you would just do this for every single um, step in the process, every single error in the process. And, you know, it helps when you have a large group. The FMEA that I was involved in had uh, me as a pharmacist. It had some nurses, some quality assurance people, some lab people, uh, a couple of administrators from the hospital. It was a good group. So everybody sat around brainstorming uh, about every step in the process. This was this happened to be computerized provider order entry. And they would ask themselves, you know, what error can occur here? What error can occur there? And what was interesting about the process is there are sometimes errors that are so perfect, uh, so indistinguishable from non-errors that you may not ever be able to find a way to fix them. Yeah, for CPOE, we call it a perfect mistake. This happened to be where a physician might enter an order on a patient and the particular order, I don't know, maybe it suits the patient. The drug is okay. They have no allergies. You know, their renal function or their liver function or whatever is fine. There's no significant drug interactions or disease interactions. And the drug gets put on the patient. But it turns out that maybe the physician did, in fact, want that on a, on a different patient. So there's things like that that happen that you may not ever be able to figure out how to correct. Like in this instance, uh, it would help to have a pharmacist on rounds. So uh, when the pharmacist after rounds saw an order for a patient that was never discussed on rounds, perhaps they asked the physician about it and the error gets corrected. But uh, I'm sure that this may happen in a CPOE environment where a patient gets a med, maybe a different dose or maybe a, a route of administration that was never, never intended. Anyway, MD Anderson uh, did this. They did the FMEA and they found some uh, areas where they can improve their workflow where they could stand, standardize and, and simplify things. And, and that's always nice as well. So the FMEA also has the side benefit of forcing you to look at your workflow and, and basically improving it. And there were three steps in the IV compounding process where uh, errors could be detected by implementing workflow software, in this case, BD Cato. And those were previously mentioned barcode scanning. And of course, uh, weighing the drug to make sure that not only you had the right drug, but you have um, an accurate amount of the drug and some people might point out that uh, various medications may have 
a similar specific gravity, which in terms of just weighing the drug only, you may not be able to discern one drug over another, but with the barcode scanning, if you use the barcode scanning and then you immediately weigh uh, the drug, you know, it's a pretty good indicator that you have the right drug in the right amount. And the third item was a vial reconstitution, which I thought was kind of interesting, uh, under or over reconstituting, you know, potentially using the wrong diluent, et cetera. So MD Anderson went forward and they implemented this, uh, they implemented the BD Cato system and they were actually able to eliminate some of the steps in their process, which was nice. It was automated by the software documentation and uh, calculations and things like that. And what they noticed is that they had a 74-fold increase in the detection of medication errors. Now, that sounds crazy, I know, uh, but that's exactly what you'd expect software like this to do. It's the same thing that happens when you implement barcode uh, medication administration at the bedside, is that you end up finding all the errors that you potentially might have or do have. You know, we all know that errors are historically underreported. So you may have errors at the bedside that never get reported, are never seen by anybody, never detected. But when you implement something like barcode scanning, it catches every potential error. And so therefore, the number of errors that you have goes up. It's completely expected when you implement uh, technology like this. So when I read that, I, I was not surprised. And of course, like any other type of errors that are made in the clean room, some of the errors were relatively benign or, or potentially benign, depending on the drug, uh, like the wrong diluent. As I mentioned earlier, maybe they, maybe they use the wrong diluent, but the drug's completely stable and it makes no difference. However, some of the errors uh, that they caught, like a wrong drug or the wrong amount uh, during a calculation error, those could be uh, potentially much more serious. And so by the software catching a calculation error and preventing a wrong dose from being given, that, that's significant. Or uh, using the scales, they catch a syringe that has maybe 20% or 30% or 40% or more uh, too much drug in it, that's significant. Or on the flip side of that, they catch a syringe that has 50% too little in it and the patient's not getting a therapeutic dose. And those are all things that are important. And those are all things that can be and were caught by the software. And one thing I found particularly interesting is that BD Cato, the software, uh, will actually take something that's diluted incorrectly with the incorrect amount. Let's say you use 9.1 mLs instead of 10 mLs. And if you're okay with that, the software will keep track of that incorrect dilution and the concentration and pull that forward into the compounding process. So you let's say you used 11 cc's instead of 10, because that's not something you can go back and really correct. As long as that drug is stable, and as long as you can utilize that drug in the next step, BD Cato will allow you to do that and you don't have to waste the drug. So this is one of those things in the back of my mind where uh, the software system itself could potentially save you some money and prevent some waste. So anyway, I, I thought it was a really good article. I thought it uh, it's definitely worth reading. Uh, MD Anderson really does have a great chemotherapy uh, process. And I think it's something that anybody that wants to, you know, do a better job in the clean room, go take a look. And if anybody knows of any uh, oncology pharmacies that do a great job, I'd love, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to go see it. So anyway, um, please go read the article. Uh, AJHP, Volume 73, Number 3, February 1st of 2016. Uh, name of the article is Implementation and Evaluation of a Gravimetric IV Workflow Software System in an Oncology Ambulatory Care Clinic. The conclusion of the article was implementation of a gravimetric-based software system that used barcode verification and real-time alerts improved the detection of errors in the chemotherapy process 
when compared with self-reporting. Uh, that that's, goes without saying. Standardized workflow processes and the elimination of time-consuming manual steps increase productivity while vial management decrease cost. There that vial management thing is again. Anyway, go read the article. Love to hear what your thoughts are. Love to discuss it with you. And uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Till next time. Bye-bye.